developed economies still score overall nearly double the score of developing economies in inclusive growth. So there's still a great divide. But it's great to see that some of the gaps are narrowing, especially in the environmental pillar, where countries are much closer to each other. Hello, this is the Weekly Tradecast, a podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're looking at UNCTAD's tool to measure sustainable growth and some of the signs of progress. For nearly 80 years, gross domestic product, or GDP, has been the headline number to measure a country's prosperity. To get a more detailed picture, UNCTAD's Inclusive Growth Index goes further by combining GDP with other data on living conditions, equality and environmental sustainability. Launched in 2022 and expanded last year, the index now covers 93% of the world's people and 96% of the global economy. On average, developed countries score nearly twice as high as developing countries for inclusive growth. But the latest edition of the index shows that some gaps are getting smaller. To find out more, we're joined now by Anu Peltola, Officer in Charge of Statistics in UNCTAD, a statistician who loves mathematics and enjoys skiing in the winter and picking berries and mushrooms in warmer months. Welcome back, Anu. So looking at the Inclusive Growth Index, how does it work and what is it adding to our understanding of development? So the Inclusive Growth Index includes four pillars. It measures the economy, but not only that, it also measures equality, living conditions and the environment. So it's kind of bringing a more balanced view and an understanding of development that goes beyond economic growth. And why do we do this is because we face many challenges right now. We can think about climate change, the debt distress, we can refer to the pandemic. All of this is really challenging us and our health, our livelihoods. And we see that our environmental resources are also degrading. And yet we depend on the nature for clean air, water and food, for income and for economic growth as well. So this inclusive growth index measures how inclusive and sustainable our economies are. As we know, the divide between developed and developing countries is still very large. But where are we seeing some of these positive signs? Well, the world is still highly unequal in terms of living conditions. That's quite alarming Mm. because that's a key factor of human well-being. We see that developed economies reach a score of 85 out of 100 for living conditions. It's nearly double that of developing economies score, which is at 44. But some developing economies are reaching the level of developed countries. Some developing economies reach even a score of 70 for living conditions. In the equality pillar, the contrast is less steep. But still, developed economies are at 77 out of 100 on average compared to developing economies, 45. So we see that some of the African countries are falling furthest behind in living conditions. But then again, 
there is great progress in gender equality in many African countries who are actually reaching the average of developed countries. So we do see many positive signs as well. What developing countries are doing better and why? I think there's more and more emphasis on well-being in policymaking nowadays in developing countries. And of course, there can be a lack of economic resources for reaching the same levels as developed countries, but increasingly there are good practices. Also, we see that some developing countries perform really well in environmental sustainability, even if their economic resources may not let us assume that. Is economic growth directly related to living conditions, equality, and environmental sustainability then? Or or are there certain variations? Certainly, economic growth provides the means for the pursuit of better life, for investment in environmentally friendly technologies. If we look at the historical time series, we see that extreme poverty has reduced significantly over the last 50 or 60 years in the world. And literacy rates are increasing. Human health is improving. Still, the Inclusive Growth Index shows that high economic performance is no guarantee for inclusion or sustainability. So it's much more complicated than that. There are some more factors that affect inclusion or sustainability than just economic growth. There could be education aspects, cultural aspects. It's very difficult to define policies that would enable equal opportunities for people to pursue better life or to improve their livelihoods. What has surprised you most about the recent data? We do see progress across the board, across countries, across the different pillars of the Inclusive Growth Index. As you mentioned in the introductions, developed economies still score overall nearly double the score of developing economies in inclusive growth. So there's still a great divide. But it's great to see that some of the gaps are narrowing, especially in the environmental pillar, where countries are much closer to each other among developing and developed countries. What surprises me most is also that for the environment pillar, countries with high economic performance range a lot in their environmental performance. So high economic means they don't necessarily lead to more environmentally friendly technologies or practices, and that is quite worrying. So is it time for analysts and policymakers and investors to move beyond GDP? Are we getting towards a more sustainable and inclusive way of measuring economic success then? Is that the future? Yes, certainly it's time to move beyond GDP. GDP is an important metric of economic output, but it doesn't answer all our questions. And interestingly, well-being is seen as a soft goal for policy, but at the same time, it's incredibly significant for economic performance as well. So if a country doesn't invest in education or human capital, how is it going to prosper? Mm. Or if people struggle to fulfill their daily needs, or if they don't have access to healthcare, how are they going to be innovative or care for the environment? So definitely this inclusive growth index also brings a better understanding to the context of development more broadly. We already have lots of data. It's also about how we use that data. The Inclusive Growth Index 
is a collection of existing data and statistics that we already have that look at living conditions, equality, environment and economy at the same time. Definitely we will need also new indicators of broader progress and more balanced metrics to really measure what matters. And what can we learn from countries that are making the most progress on inclusive growth? Latin American and the Caribbean countries, for instance, are performing really well in gender equality. And there will be a lot to learn from their national policies, their actions they've taken, the cultural context. So I think the index can point to areas where countries could exchange more on how different countries achieved a level compared to a similar country who might be falling behind. One could also look at where often countries with high economic output and dense population generate lots of waste. But there are some exceptions to that. For instance, Japan and South Korea are highly effective in waste management. The same goes for Singapore, who cause highest in the environmental pillar. And they have a zero waste master plan. They aim at reaching a 70% overall recycling rate by 2030 and reducing waste per capita by 30% by 2030. So definitely the national policies might bring inspiration to other countries. We provide all the country-level data in Unctastat data center, so anybody could go in and look for interesting results that could enable learning from one another. Thank you for giving us the statistics spin, Anu. So that was Anu Peltola from UNCTAD, who was this week's guest. Tune into the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, UNCTAD.org. I'm Sarah Thomas in Geneva. Goodbye for now.